now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Days, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Chrissy, and Matt. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 780, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades, and more podcast. If you are looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. Just text Chrissy, Matt, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So, lots of news this week. We're all up and down and all around, so it should be interesting. Nothing as big as two weeks ago, obviously. I don't think we can top that for a while. Nope. But um, so Disney's planning to spend $6.3 billion on capital expenditures in the fiscal year of 2023. Um, that's a 37% increase from the $4.7 billion that they spent this year. So with the major increase in spending coming in 2023, the expectation is that Disney's going to finally be able to address many issues that have been plaguing our parks, which is good news for us because we talked about that over and over, including damage and all kinds of things. Um, but these expenditures aren't the only thing that's happening behind the scenes. So Disney's uh, already revealed that it's looking into making some major changes in the future, particularly to Magic Kingdom and Disney's Animal Kingdom. Of course, those were the things that were touched on at D23 that we've talked about a little bit. Disney announced that they are going to add on to the Magic Kingdom behind Big Thunder Mountain. Um, we know that they mentioned something about Coco and Kanto and Villains Land were the speculations. And then over at Animal Kingdom, of course, Dino Land being replaced by a Zootopia or a Coco overlay. Like everything else, it's wait and see right now. Uh, but I am happy that the Imagineers are back to work. I don't know if he's rehired any because he said he's on a freeze, but they're just back to doing what they loved to do with all the other hoopla that was going on behind the scenes. So I look forward to some exciting things. So although I think Matt was on that episode that we were talking about right after D23, maybe I'm wrong, Matt, but really don't think they should add any more on Magic Kingdom. Agreed. Agreed. Magic Kingdom is already so hard to do in a day. Like it's just, you, you aren't going to do everything in one day. There's enough there. I would, I would be down with a, another park. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Chrissy Pegnati? Oh yeah. I mean, there's been enough change and taking the the hub and wheel aspect of the magic kingdom's layout walt's original you know i here's the nerd in me going back walt's original vision that's okay it would be hard to expand on that to me so i i mean i've always been you know going back 20 years a proponent of we need you know, it was past animal kingdom right we need another park They've, they've got the room for it. And heaven knows they keep building more and more rooms, cramming more and more people into the park footprint that we already have. It wouldn't hurt to open a fifth gate. No. One of my concerns was pushing past Big Thunder. That's again going to stop the train. If, if you look at an aerial map of that proposed area behind Big Thunder, it seems like, yeah, they would have to take the train down again. There's a waterway they would have to deal with. And like, like Stephanie was saying, we need more stuff to do in Animal Kingdom. There's plenty of things to do at Magic Kingdom. They want to do something in Magic Kingdom, maybe bring Big Thunder up to the standards that Disneyland's is, because that's way better looking than ours. You know, fix up some things that need it, you know, and go from there. Polish up what's what's already been established. Right. 
Well, Walt Disney World is known for its secret gems like those hidden Mickeys. Who likes going around and looking for those? Anyone else? Yeah, I like real ones. <laughs> I look around here and find them. There's one at our local IHOP. Really? <laughs> it wasn't put there for that, but that's what I tell everybody when I go. But it looks like it. It does. It looks like the ones at um, the Polynesian, you know, that bamboo. Yeah. It's, it's a window and they have like bamboo or circles or whatever. And it seriously looks like a Mickey. And so I always I'm like, look, Disney's following us. It's a hidden Mickey. Well, if you're unfamiliar with these hidden Mickeys that we're talking about, they're just these little subtle, subtle Mickey Mouse representations that are scattered all across of Disney property. Imagineers and artists work them into the architecture of buildings, shows, attractions, and more. So whenever you're at the park or the resorts or anywhere on Disney property, or even at a random IHOP in St. Louis, I guess, <laughs> just keep an eye out the next time that you're walking around. Um, recently, Gina's daughter, Abby, suggested that we look for the hidden Mickey on the mine train behind Doc's head. I guess it's somewhere on the wall there. Um, I haven't seen that one. Has anybody seen that one? No, I didn't know what she was talking about, but she was so excited that she had read her book before she went. And she goes, there it was the whole time. And I just missed it until this time. <laughs> well, attractions all over Disney have special hidden secrets and references so just keep an eye out um it's always fun to uh photograph those and see maybe make it a competition who can come up with the most hidden mickeys or um you know just make it some sort of game and give yourself something to do while you're standing there in line yeah so kaylee's first college sorry dorm the on the ceiling they had bubbled the paint and it was perfectly like a Mickey. And I remember sending it to Nick because the head was about this big and then it had two little spots next to it. And I said, they knew Kaylee was coming. And Nick's like, oh, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> the best hidden Mickey, it's removed now, but it was on Splash, right? When you pass the alligator with the frog fishing on him, there was a lunch pail. And then there was a one made with bobbers. That was, that's my favorite hidden Mickey. And mm -hmm. we made it into a Christmas ornament and it's on our tree. Aww. So cute. The coolest one is the one in Adventureland that's like in the concrete over by the Azkaban uh, photo area for Aladdin. That's like the real deal hidden Mickey. Like I hate it when people are like, oh, there's one. I'm like, that's plain sight. It's not hidden. <laughs> it has to be Imagineer placed, not like in a chair because there's 7,000 other chairs. <laughs> yeah, that one in Adventureland, that's the best one to try to find with your kids because it's hard to find. You know how they have like a, a Mickey Mouse on all of the um, sewer grates? Yeah. That's what my children, as they, you know, Lucy was five. And every time she sees one of those, she's like, well, no, she's not five. But like when we were there and she was five, she's walking. And every time she'd pass one of those, she's like, hidden Mickey, hidden Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're in plain sight. Those are not the hidden Mickeys. <laughs> those are just Mickey Mouses. It's cute when kids do it, but when you take a 40-year-old adult doing it, I'm like, come on. <laughs> That's not hidden. Look harder, people. <laughs> All right. In 1971, when the Magic Kingdom opened, liquor wasn't served in the parks. This was part of Walt's vision for a family-friendly park. Well, as I say, times change. As the times change and society began to accept social drinking, Disney parks slowly introduced beer and wine to their menus. Guests can even walk through Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios, Disney's Animal Kingdom with a beer or a rum dole whip float. 
Animal Kingdom, Epcot, and Hollywood Studios have served alcohol for a while. In September, the Diamond Horseshoe Restaurant, Liberty Tree Tavern, and Skipper's Cantina all added cocktails to their menu. Well, in October, Disney announced that the last table service restaurant at the Magic Kingdom, Tony's on Main Street, will be adding two mixed cocktails to their menu. Disney took it to the final step on Sunday, adding liquor-based mixed drinks. It's, uh, you know, as long as people drink responsibly, which we'll get to in another story, uh, you know, just drink responsibly, people. It's, you know, I get it. You're on vacation. You want to toss back a couple, get a nice little buzz, hit Space Mountain. But Matt's here to tell you you can have fun without it. You can. You can. I just think it was weird that it was the only park that, like, still stuck to that for a while. Well, they held to it because he was alive in the making of it. It was the last park he had his hands in. Right. So they felt like they needed to hold true to that. And then eventually we knew it was going to go away, just like everything else. Well, it's another way for them to make money. So why not? Yeah, a lot of money. <laughs> and they get to charge so much money for those drinks. So. Yeah. All right. The Mandalorian star Pedro Pascal has teased big things to come in the hit Star Wars show. The Disney Plus exclusive, which follows the adventures of Mandalorian bounty hunter Din, and, and I'm going to mess this up, even though I'm a huge fan of the show. You're uh, good. Din Jaren and young Force-sensitive foundling Grogu, commonly known as Baby Yoda, returns for season three in March 2023 after a long, long, long break. The pair made an appearance earlier this year in The Book of Boba Fett alongside Tamira Morrison and Ming-Na Wen as bounty hunter Boba Fett and the mercenary Fennec Shand, respectively. The six-episode series revealed that Grogu was back with Din after leaving his training with Jedi Master Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill. It also featured the return of Rosario Dawson's Ahsoka Tano, and I always mess up her name, who is set to have her own show, Ahsoka, next year too. Whether she makes an appearance in The Mandalorian Season 3 remains to be seen. I'm just excited for it to come back. It's been way too long. Yeah, it's a good show. It really was a big hit. And then kind of, where did it go? Did you guys see um, this week? I didn't put it in the news, but it's really funny. So was Whoopi Goldberg in The Mandalorian? Not that I can remember. Yeah, she was. They hit it well. Okay, well, the reason I'm asking is she had this humongous, like, hat thing on the other day for her um, candlelight processional. And they were like, obviously, Whoopi was sick tonight. So she was replaced by the Mandalorian and it was in her in this outfit that should have been in the Mandalorian. And so <laughs> she was in Star Trek The Next Generation years ago. I do know that. I don't know. <laughs> I chose to take the sad story and it is a very sad one, but I, I felt it needed to be read. So Saturday night over in Disneyland, um, which was December 3rd, by the way, the authorities were called to the Disneyland parking garage and a man had jumped to his death. And so the details of the event weren't re released too much at the beginning, but it's a 50 year old educator and he jumped from the Mickey and Friends parking structure, which I never even heard of until a couple weeks ago when I told you guys about that cool little thing where they can give you a free parking pass. And now I'm reporting on again for a sad reason. But at 940, this teacher, I mean, this principal, Chris Christensen, he was an elementary school principal. Um, he had recently been promoted to that position at Newland Elementary School. And then before he jumped, he wrote a post onto Facebook. So he did leave a note, sad still though. He wrote that he had recently had a disagreement with his wife and that the police had been called. And so 
Because of that, the district, I guess, found out about it and put him on an administrative leave from his position until the case could be solved. He thanked his family and his friends and his students and his musicians that he'd worked with for over 30 years. He said, this is not an ideal way to go out, but at least I get a chance to say my final words to those who I love and adore. Take care, everyone. Please, please, please be kind to one another. Treat each other with kindness and grace. There's too much anger in this world and people need to start treating each other better. What I've shared with you above is a prime example of how anger can really have long-lasting and extremely damaging effects on a person's life. Chris Dixon leaves behind his wife, Marlena, and multiple children. Disneyland Resort chose not to comment on it publicly. Um, so we don't know any more than, I mean, like their take on the whole situation. But... Um, there's a lot of anxiety. You guys all know this because we talk about it and Chrissy's in counseling school to become a counselor to help people, this kind of stuff. But we just don't understand what people are dealing with now. And I just, please, if you're listening and you're, even if I don't know you, feel free to call me. You can talk to me. Um, but please don't ever take your life. His poor family. So sad. And I'm sure we're only getting a minute sliver of the, the this story but like you said it's called contact any one of us i will gladly sit on the phone with you it's uh usually behind you hurt so many hurt people i've you know so many people affected by suicide and it's it's horrible it's it's so it's, it's so heartbreaking it's it really is been going through a lot of pain to do something like that in such a public place he was that man was hurting yeah and i i wondered i'm like maybe he went there to try to cheer himself up and then decided well this is not going well so but man that's fast because i know we've had people in our district well with student teacher for sure because my she was a student teacher the girl that was driving the car drunk and killed my cousin and she still worked at our district as student teacher for a long time before they did anything and this man's already on leave so i just wonder what that was all about but yeah so just be praying for that family because it's so sad it's awful so guests confirmed Disney's latest. Nearly a year ago, Shop Disney announced another annual merchandise series celebrating the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World Resort, its beloved attractions, and this was actually Mickey Mouse himself. The Mickey Mouse, the main attraction series, follows Stitch Crashes Disney, which Chrissy wasn't that like, weren't you into that one? Um, I was into parts. So yes. Okay. Yes. I didn't buy everything, but I do have some pieces. And Minnie Mouse, the main attraction, as another year-long merchandise collection. Resellers and fans alike hopped on board for the first release in January, inspired by Space Mountain. Later releases have been styled like Peter Pan's Flight, Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room, and other classic Disney attractions. Like the previous collections, they aren't without fault. Releases were supposed to happen monthly, and I know this is going to come to no surprise, but <laughs> due to supply change issues, man, if that's not the keyword of the year, I don't know what is, the monthly Mickeys weren't on time to the parks. The Jungle Cruise collection was supposed to release the beginning of November, and it just released on Sunday, which is December 2nd. Also, guests have stated that these collections are being more and more cheaply made, which is so sad and heartbreaking. Needless to say, this may not have been Disney's best laid plans. If you go into World of Disney 
or other Disney souvenir shops, you can find other Mickey collections from earlier in the year. That wasn't the case when Disney started two years ago with Stitch. His collection sold out almost immediately. So we don't know if they're going to choose another um, Mickey friend to celebrate with the collection or what's going to go on there. And I'm apologizing for Stephanie because I am the one that typed the date and Sunday was the fourth. Totally was my fault. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yesterday. I would think just from my two cents, because I haven't bought much of anything from the Mickey main attraction, but my coworker, who is also a friend of mine, um, she's bought every lounge fly and ears from Minnie and Mickey over the last two years. Oh my wow. goodness. How many is that? 12, right? Yeah. 12 of each. Yeah. I forgot it's monthly. <laughs> I would think that if they're going, especially with the recent announcement of the 100 years merchandise, if they were going to do another monthly release, we would have heard about it. True. You're probably right. So did she have any problems getting any of those? No. she. I mean, she's on right, like, release day. But she she doesn't go for, like, the plush and the pins, and she goes strictly for the ears and the lounge flies. Um, but she's not she's not had a problem that I'm aware of getting any of them. The plush would save her a little bit of money there if she's doing those <laughs> lounge right. flies. Yeah. Right. <sighs> That's crazy. Time for say it isn't so. Disney had a cut off a guest after drinking 12 drinks, oh even my. though it was advertised as unlimited alcohol. TikToker Cameron Banks attended Mickey's very Merry Christmas party and purchase add-on tickets to Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks dessert party at Tomorrowland Terrace. I'm not here for desserts. I'm here to get drunk in the Magic Kingdom, Banks said in a TikTok. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, this guy, he was ready. He ready. was ready to get wild. Yep. Banks shared his experience finding the drink with the highest alcohol percentage and mixing it with pog juice, which is, is delicious. I can't blame him. Pog juice is good. <laughs> yep. So, for those who don't know, pog juice is a tropical drink available throughout Walt Disney World Resorts, a combination of three different things. After drinking 12 drinks, Banks was cut off. He didn't appear to act belligerent or cause a disturbance, but Disney cast members have the right to refuse service. They believe someone has had too much to drink, even at a quote-unquote all-you-can-drink party. The video received hundreds of, hundreds of thousands of views and made its way back to Tomorrowland Terrace cast members. This had reached his staff. We are proud of you, one wrote. Another said they made the cast member group chat and called Banks amazing. This has reached the Tomorrowland Terrace staff. I'm glad you had a great time, one cast member said. So glad y'all had an amazing night, another echoed. Banks enjoyed his Magic Kingdom dessert party experience and didn't complain about being cut off. While alcoholic beverages can enhance your Disney park experience, please drink responsibly. Disney's still a family park. I don't want to see puke in the middle of Main Street. Oh, oh no. no. Gross. No, I like see that. that at school. Yeah. And that, I think that's what Walt's biggest gripe was, is he didn't want people getting hammered and causing disturbances. Like... People get hammered and then there's tension with, you know, just imagine a tension with parade spaces and everyone's got, you know, beers in them. They could get real scrappy real quick. Fireworks. Yes. And I think that was the original intent when they started serving the alcohol at Be Our Guest was you can have a drink to enhance your dining experience. Yep. Well, now you've got some yin yang on TikTok. Yeah. That's how much I can drink. I don't know. And the cast members are applauding them. That's the best right. part. And, and bringing attention to it. I'm not opposed to having a drink to enhance your experience. 
I enjoy a good margarita in Epcot. I am not opposed to it, but he was he was looking for this attention. Exactly. I'm here to get drunk. <laughs> right, his exact statement. Turns out he got his attention though. Yeah, he did. Ugh. Well, speaking of intense crowds, guests can expect to battle intense crowds, hour-long lines, and inflated Genie Plus prices as Christmas gets closer. Disney Park Pass reservations are already sold out for New Year's Day at Magic Kingdom. As crowds increase, some parents are taking desperate measures to keep track of their kids at Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios, Disney's Animal Kingdom, and Disney Springs. Kellyanne at Kelgaloo shared a video of her protective measures on TikTok. In the video, Kellyanne attaches an Apple AirTag tracker to her daughter's leggings while riding a Disney bus. What a world we live in, Kellyanne wrote. Sad but necessary. Unexpectedly, the video received thousands of views and likes. Many other parents said they'd taken similar actions or planned to do on the plan to do the same on their next visit. I got one from my dad, too, at Kmart9869 said. By the way, I miss Kmart. Me too. (laughs) The locations are ridiculously accurate. I can find it in small locations with lots of people around. Love it. I can't blame you. Was at Magic Kingdom yesterday and it was absolutely insane. I literally held on to my 10-year-old because I was afraid she'd get separated at Nicole Ashley 87 wrote. I'm currently at Disney World. It's wild out here at Riddlesick commented. I don't think it's a terrible idea at all. It's been all over all of the Disney groups that I'm in, like people getting air tags and air tagging their children. Um, I think it's a great idea for strollers. That's for sure, because they move those strollers all over the place. Right. It's like the one place in this world that I can go to with my little with my kids and be like, yeah, you can run around like you can get out of my vision because I feel this is the one place safe enough that you can do that. I don't need to put a GPS tracker on my kid. My that's that's a little extreme for me. But in even in the, the current crowds, do you feel comfortable? I mean, you, you've met me like I, I can part the seas pretty well for my, you know, for my group behind me. <laughs> so I don't worry about that. I mean, like rope drop, it gets a little dicey. You worry about the, the crowd sucking your kid in. But I don't need to put a GPS tracker on my child at Disney World. I just thought it was interesting that that lady said she got one for her dad. And so I'm thinking, are you bringing a dementia patient right <laughs> to the parks? Because yeah. that could be really bad for somebody with dementia. Well, right. Like if if my parents were still alive, if if we got separated, they just hop a bus back to old Key West. We'd be like, text, we'd be like, catch you later. (laughs) I mean, maybe it's not a dementia patient, though. Maybe it's just she's got parents who she knows are going to be hard to track down and they wander off and they're like, oh, look over here, something shiny. And then you tell them, (laughs) well, come over here to, to this attraction. And they're like, I have no idea how to get there. I don't know what. She just thought it would be easier to go ahead and track her parents that way. Like, And I can't hear my phone in the parks. This is true. I can't, even if I had my ringer turned all the way up, Michael could text me a thousand times and I couldn't hear it. Do you remember when we reported, uh, maybe, Vicki, I think you were, it was me, you and Nick, I think, that um, couple that got separated and they, they got 
somehow like Facebook, I don't think TikTok was around at that time, but they got famous for the post where she was looking for, like, if anybody sees my boyfriend, he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. I remember that. I'm here in Mexico drinking by myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So many people like came up and talked to her about it. I don't know. I think she posted it on like a, a I think Facebook, it was Facebook. Yeah. But I mean, if she had a tracker on him, <laughs> his, his phone had died. And that was like how she lost him. She couldn't that get It is home. really bad now because we are so into technology that we count on that. And I've thought about that before. What if you get separated from your family and you have no idea where they are? Mm-hmm. That's when you need the tracker. <laughs> well, and kids don't have a phone. So that's why parents are doing that is because like, if I get separated from my husband, which I've done many of times, I just call him or text him. Where are you? But if a kid all of a sudden gets separated, what are they going to do? Go find some new parents. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They're paying for the part of the trip then. <laughs> so I have say it isn't so number two. And it kind of goes with another article, so I just kind of pinned them together. But a Disney World guest broke the rules this week. I know we're all shocked and made a video go viral. Um, one of the most iconic attractions slash mountain, we've been talking about it for two years now, is just a little more than a month away from permanent closure. By the way, if you want to take a trip, Kaylee and I are seriously thinking about leaving on a Friday night and coming back on Sunday so we can ride it one more time. But Disney's recently announced that Magic Kingdom slash mountain will officially be permanently closed on January 23rd, 2023. The Disney World attraction will undergo a transformation when it reopens in late 2024, so expect December. And it'll be turned into Tiano's Bayou Adventure, a whimsical attraction inspired by the Princess and the Frog from 2009. And just recently, however, many spotted dangerous behavior in the TikTok, and that was a girl that stood up on the front row of Splash Mountain while going down the hill. Oh my goodness. Do you have a death wish? Or were you drinking Holy... with the guy over at the dessert party? Right? <laughs> I'm just, I was like, how do you even do that? You're going down. I don't know. People are crazy. But since we were talking about Splash Mountain, Disneyland has not put out the date yet of when theirs is going to close and go for refurbishment into the Princess and the Frog. I thought that was interesting because I honestly, they had it first, right? So shouldn't they have to close theirs before us? But that's a whole nother story. But Reddit's been watching the times and like a, a month ago, the times were really only five to 10 minute waits for Splash Mountain, which is pretty short. But this past week, all of a sudden they like ramped up between 30 and 50 minute waits. And um, they don't know if it's because the guests are finally realizing, oh, hey, really, they're going to take away Splash Mountain. They're doing a Disney World. I wonder when it's going to happen here. And so they're jumping on board for one last splash. Oh, so sad. I wonder if it'll be open in May when I go to Disneyland. Oh, that'd be good. I've never been. So I'm really excited. Book the flight today. It's Ooh. for a milestone birthday. Ooh. I'm I'm going with a girlfriend and her family and very exciting. I'm excited. Yeah, you'll have a blast. So you're going to Disneyland. Disneyland. She's going to Disney World in March. She's going to be like me, travel everywhere. Well, this announcement is for those Ohana or for Chrissy. And well, I mean, technically, I guess this isn't really going to be for you. But anyways, it's for our Disneyland folk. All right. So if you're over in California, this is for you because you get all the good stuff. I'm not better. <laughs> Don't worry. They are bringing back their special three day ticket offer, which is for the friends who live in Southern California. You have to live there. That's why I said it's for Chrissy. Never mind. It's not for you. But um, man, this is a good one, guys. 
For a limited time, Southern California residents can get a three-day ticket. All right, it's a three-day, one park per day, weekday ticket. And it's for as little as $73 per person per day. This special offer is available now for visits from January 9th, 2023 to May 25th, 2023. The discounted ticket is only available on those weekdays though, so no weekends. And you have to have, of course, a park reservation. Disneyland Resort Hotels also have a special offer available beginning December 7th of 2022 for stays beginning January 9th of 2023. Guests can save up to 20% off select standard and premium rooms at Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa and Disneyland Hotel and 10% off of select standard and premium rooms at Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel. This offer is available on select Sunday through Thursday nights from January 9th through March 9th of 2023. Guests must book with the offer by March 6th of 2023, and this may be your last chance to stay at Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel before it's transformed into Disney's Pixar Place Hotel. Kind of excited for it to transform into Disney's Pixar Place Hotel. I mean, Sure, it might be nostalgic for others, but Pixar is just cool and needs some stuff. The renderings are awesome. $73 per person. I know. That's a good per deal. day. I'm jealous. That's rolling back the prices like Walmart. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. After showing off some footage of the movie, which, w- which went unreleased at this year's San Diego Comic-Con, Marvel Studios debuted the first trailer today for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 at CCXP 2022 in Sao Paulo, Brazil. The trailer opened with a giant spaceship landing in a suburban neighborhood. Star-Lord says, we were gone for quite a while. But no matter what happens, the galaxy still needs its guardians. Then they interact with alien life forms living in the neighborhood while Drax beans a little kid with a ball. As a result, everyone in the neighborhood attacks the guardians. Hints remain the trailer that we might finally learn Rocket's origin story. The guardians also walk at one point carrying the lifeless or passed out body of Star-Lord. With lots of tears in the trailer, it seems like it'll be a tearjerker for sure. With at least one major character dying. If you want to see the trailer, simply go to YouTube and check it out. No, they can't kill someone. They're uh, they hint, they're hinting at it. Someone someone's definitely going down the way they hint at it. Michael suspects it'll be Drax. <gasps> no! Only because Batista hasn't signed on for another Guardians movie. Yeah, and he said he was done playing Drax. He said he was done playing. Yep. He's so good at it. Oh yeah. my gosh, why is he done playing? I don't know. Maybe if money talks, he could be easily persuaded. I was going to say he doesn't like money. I'm just like. Right. His body of work is. It's not like he's going to come back to the wrestling ring. (laughs) He's not going for any Oscars anytime soon. Right. His body of work is not that broad. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Dang. Uh, Well, I hope that that is. I hope that that rumor is false. But I've watched that trailer 78 times and I will not be tired of it until like May 4th. (laughs) <laughs> because May is going to be quite a fun month for me. It will be. Um, I just don't want anybody to die. Me either. Gosh, my kids will. Lucy is very, very emotional at movies. Just like if there's sad music playing, she's crying. <laughs> if somebody were to die, like she would lose it. I'm sure Rocket's origin story is going to be heartbreaking. Right. 
we're gonna learn some stuff and that dude is yeah messed up <laughs> yeah poor rocket i just love them all i know, I know. I'm like who do you get rid of no no one none of them not even kevin bacon he was really good last week mantis has been around the least she needs to go no <laughs> i love to watch her <laughs> you can put a headband down with those her antenna yep her eyes are so amazingly done. Okay, sorry, Chrissy. Go ahead, give us some more good news. I could talk about Marvel all day. <laughs> I can't believe I have I have not been a Marvel fan until the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I've just been writing them off and then I finally watched it and I was like, what have I, I been know. missing? This is amazing. Doesn't matter when you get to the party as long as you show up. Right, I'm here, <laughs> I am here. <laughs> Uh, now here, here are two of my favorite things in the world, Fantasmic and food. <laughs> Not only has Fantasmic returned to all of its glory with new things added, which is amazing. And I couldn't wait to see it in person. So I did cheat and watch Me too. it it's all good. ahead of time. And it's amazing. But Disney has brought back the Fantasmic dining package. Yay! Guests can reserve dining at one of the sit-down restaurants at Hollywood Studios, and this is what you get. An entree, an appetizer, or dessert at select full-service restaurants or one full buffet where applicable, along with a non-alcoholic beverage. That gets you one voucher for guaranteed seating at Fantasmic in a reserved area. Restaurants that participate are the Hollywood Brown Derby, Hollywood and Vine, 50s Primetime Cafe, the Sci-Fi Dine-In, and Mama Melrose's. There are a limited amount of reservations for each restaurant for each day. You have to make the reservation as a phantasmic dining package. You cannot simply just eat at one of these restaurants. That does not make it a package. It's a great deal if you, deal if you are wanting to guarantee a seat at one of the phantasmic shows. Yeah, so if you don't want to wait in that huge line, reach out to your agent and have them schedule that for you. Right. And hope your agent can get it. Yes, yes. And no seat is a bad seat. No, there isn't. Are those also 60 days out? Yes, I tried the other day for my client and it for a second, it pulled it up like it had a time. I clicked the time and I guess somebody else grabbed it seconds before me or whatever. Because no. then it came back up and they said, sorry, somebody ate this page. So then when I went back on there, there were um, there were other restaurants, but she wanted sci-fi. And I was able to get sci-fi just now with the package. And I'm like, honestly, there's two of you. You're young. You'll be able to still go see it. So shout out to Gina if she's listening because um, she's uh, Kaylee's age and I've known her since second grade. But uh, So which which one did you end up doing then? She's just going to sci-fi. She didn't get to, I couldn't get her the Fantasmic package. But Gina was right. Um, listeners, this is for you too, but obviously it's much easier if you let us do the early bird special of getting up and making these reservations. But so remember she talked about that they're dropping down reservations. Different times. Yeah. And so when I got off last week from recording, I went on to the clients that I had tried in the morning and it was all the high dollar ones that I was able to get them be our guest and Cinderella's was available and Ogus Cantina was, it was stuff that I could never get before. Well, they, that really wasn't what they wanted because these girls have been going there since, well, I don't know, small children, I think. And they have their favorites that they want to go to nine dragons and Liberty tree tavern. And so when I got on off the other day, I was able to get them chef Mickey's and Liberty or not Liberty tree. Sorry. Chef Mickey's and Mama Melrose's. And that's just their thing when they go on their girls trips, that's where they want to go. 
And um, so Gina was right. Like it was loaded. It was, they were loading faster than when I got up at 5 a.m., which did not make me very happy actually, but it made them very happy. And so shout out to Karen and Megan who are getting ready to go on another girl's trip. Sometime I'm gonna meet them there. They told me I should do it this time. I should so I can ride Splash Mountain. Well, according to Variety, this came out not long before we went to record tonight. Heather Hust Rivera, the Senior Vice President of Communications at Disney's Media and Distribution, is leaving Disney after 17 years. This move comes as returning CEO Bob Iger looks to restructure the company following the sudden removal of Bob Chapek. Hust Rivera was named to her role at DMED in March of 2021. So obviously it was under Chapek. And she oversaw global communications for all of the DMD, which included Disney+, Hulu, ESPN+, and Star+, as well as linear television channels, including ABC, Disney Channel, ESPN, Freeform, FX, and National Geographic. Her purview also included comms for ABC-owned stations, advertising sales, Disney Music Group, content licensing and distribution, and theatrical film distribution. She first joined Disney in, in various publicity roles for the parks and resorts department before moving on to the lead all of Disney's video, web, and social media teams for corporate functions. She also worked for Disney's consumer products, games, and publishing division as the vice president of communications and public relations. So that's one, two, three people now that were with Chapek and apparently were his people. They're gone. Peace out. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. I have a feel-good story and probably a lot of fumbles on all of the things I'm going to try to say. So just going to throw that out there. Don't it's come at be me. Fine. because the, yeah. Oh, so the Disney's, um, Disney World Company has awarded grants to 43 nonprofits around the world, benefiting communities and wildlife in 25 countries to protect more than 60 species this year, continuing Disney's ongoing commitment of more than $120 million given to date in support of a healthier planet for people and wildlife. In the spirit of the year-round Disney Planet Possible, Disney is honored to support these nonprofit organizations' ongoing courage, adaptability, and commitment to making a difference. Think about Disney's planet that's over there in um, Epcot, Mm -hmm. that little show thing. Um, So there are um, a few of the Disney Planet Possible stories. We've got the Democratic Republic of Congo. The Okapi Conservation Project works to protect the Okapi Wildlife Reservation Reserves, Rainforest and Wildlife. In Brazil's Cerrado Biome, the Institute for the Conservation of Wild Animals is helping giant anteaters cope with some of their biggest threats collisions with cars on roadways and loss of habitat. In in Indonesia, we have Borneo's peat swamp forests are home to incredibly biodiversity, including the world's largest orangutan populations. In Australia, Nature Foundation Limited manages seven nature reserves for conservations across more than 500,000 hectares. Um, I'm thinking like an acre and I'm like, what is it like an acre? (laughs) I don't know. Okay. This team is supporting a brighter future for both the critically endangered Mount Lofty Ranger uh, ranges, Southern Emu Rin and their neighbors. That is quite the name. It is equal to 100 acres. So it's 500,000 hectares times it a hundred acres. That's crazy. 
Oh, wow. wow. That's a lot of land. In Mexico, we've got Shark Team One that is working with communities of the Yakuten Peninsula to protect one of the last remaining populations of endangered whale sharks by reducing negative human impacts, creating protected marine life corridors and building sustainable ecotourism and artisanal fish, fishing communities. And then in the United States, we have the Greater Fair Loans Association Long-Term Monitoring Program and Experimental Training for Students that is empowering students to get outdoors to observe and collect data for 27 species of marine life at more than 60 rocky intertidal and sandy beach sites along California National Marine Sanctuary coastlines. So lots and lots of stuff going on there. Lots and lots of uh, struggles with me getting through that. But um, yeah, I'm glad to see that they are doing all of that hard work and they're making their money go to good places. The, when we were on the Kilimanjaro, she was saying something that, about the hippos. And when you think about all that Disney's doing to like protect those animals and try to keep them, because the hippos and the rhinos, like it's a really big problem. And those are vicious animals. <laughs> So what are people, I don't know. I don't know what people are thinking. Why do we have to take out our animals? Yeah, the common theme there was people intruding into nature. <laughs> right. Ugh. All right, one of Disney's most popular attractions is set to go through a timely refurbishment just shy of its 30th anniversary. The ultra popular Indiana Jones adventure of Disneyland parks is set to undergo refurbishment starting January 9th, 2023. At this time, there's no end date for the refurb with Disney only saying that the attraction will reopen in spring of 2023, right when we get there. I was going to say in time for years and Christie's trips. <laughs> the last time the attraction saw any kind of major work done was near the 60th anniversary of the park back in 2015 and various projects' effects were installed in the attraction. Since then, the attraction has undergone numerous small refurbishments, but for maybe a few days at a time. This extended refurbishment is timed very well, considering our arrival uh, of the highly anticipated fifth Indiana Jones film, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, is set to release on June 30th, 2023. Do we think that Disney is going to bring the highly visited attraction up to date with its fifth installment? Mm, this is something to ponder. I'll also tie it in with the new one, but I'm sure we'll go through the whole thing and make it beautiful. I'm so excited to ride that. That's number one on my list. That's awesome. I heard it's really, really good there. Yeah. I felt sorry for my family. They took our friends to see Indiana Jones because they didn't see it the last time they were with us. And they tried to do the ball twice and it didn't do it. The big rock, the big boulder. And so they did it and then they kept waiting and the guy didn't move because he was afraid, you know, the whole the timing. They tried to act like it was part of the show, but they were all like, we knew that was not what's supposed to happen because we've all seen it on Full House. Right. And this sounds crazy. I'm excited for Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. I'm excited for that too. Because Tower is my favorite at Disney World. So I'm excited to see how the redo in California. I heard it's great though. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard it's amazing. Yeah. So. I'm excited just to be there because I've never been. Like my mom and dad have been to Disneyland several times and they enjoyed it. My sister has been several times and even my other sister has been, um, but I have not. So I'm excited to go to Walt's original park. Yes, very much. You probably feel him there more than anywhere else. Right, I mean, yeah. I mean, I cry when I walk into the Magic Kingdom as it is, so. 
<laughs> I can't imagine what it'll be like when I go to Disneyland. Very cool. Definitely give a trip report. Yes, ma'am. Two reports for both of you guys. One from each. And here's another thing I love talking. Gosh, it's like you knew what I liked talking about. Gosh, food, fantasmic, and shopping. Because I love to shop, I get to tell you all about this Shop Disney deal that is going on. As families around the nation get ready for their holiday celebrations, Shop Disney is offering 12 days of magical deals across their site so fans can share more magic with those they love. For a limited time, guests guests can take up to 20% off a purchase of $75 or more and 25% off $100 or more with the code SAVEMORE, S-A-V-E-M-O-R-E. Shop Disney is wishing everyone happy holidays with their 12 days of magical deals. To kick things off, they're sharing tiered discounts up to 25% off. So the more the guests spend, the more they can save, which is my favorite thing in the world. Yes. Today through Wednesday, December 5th through 7th, Shop Disney is offering two levels of discounts, including select sale items site-wide. There's just so much to shop for, so jump on the Shop Disney when, uh, website today. When I glanced over this, the the show notes and saw that I was talking about Shop Disney, of course, I went to Shop Disney and click, click, click. I'm like, you have to put a few things in my cart. You just have to. Well, that's what gets you when they do those tiered approaches, because it's like, well, if I just spend another $15, I'm going to save this much and get free shipping. Duh. So I went into Kohl's yesterday for the first time since the pandemic. So that's been a long time. Yeah, I haven't been inside Kohl's. And um, I was $5 from the next thing. So I took one of Kaylee's gifts and stuck it in my cart so that I could get to the next um, Kohl's cash. But I'm like, this is not good because I think I bought something twice from Kohl's in the last two years online. And now I'm getting all back in again. And I'm like, I don't know. It was too much for me. It was too many. It was too much peopling. I can tell you that right now. Ugh. I have to return something, a sweater from Amazon, and they suggested I return it to Kohl's. And my coworker, she's like, uh-uh, they're going to give you a coupon to shop in Kohl's when you return your Amazon item. And you're just going to, like, spend that. And you're just going to be back. Oh, but it's amazing. I went and I got two of those coupons once for returning. I don't know why. I guess I returned two things and for some reason they gave me two. So it was $10 that I got. And then I found a pair of sandals on sale for Lucy and I ended up paying 72 cents for them. Because I used my two coupons and I was like, here's 72 cents. Lucy, here's some new sandals. So just so you know, because I did not know this, Chrissy, if you go before Christmas to return it, there are two separate lines now. You don't go to the same place. So I waited in a line of 10 people for the stuff that was returns for Kohl's. And then I had to wait in a line of 10 people for the Amazon. Oh, dang. And I am not a people person when it comes to retail. I haven't been inside Target since well before the pandemic. So I don't even know how, if I'll know how to act in a store full of people. It's so weird. Like I go to school every day and that doesn't seem weird to me. I've go, I go to work, I go to restaurants, I've been to concerts, I've been to shows, but I have not set other than the grocery store, I have not been to a store. I don't like to go in there because Kaylee's like, mom, you're the reason they put these things at the register. Stop looking and walk, just walk, <laughs> just walk. I spend too much when I go inside a store. Yeah. I spend too much when I shop online. Right. I just shop. 
Well, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you listeners for listening. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can just text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. You have to put the the in. The other one is our old, old, old account. And so nothing's on there. Nothing new is on there. If you want to see older pictures or younger pictures, I guess, of Nick and me and Tim, then welcome, jump on. And if you'd like a free quote, contact Chrissy, Matt, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497. Or you can go to yourstorytravel.com, go to that drop-down menu, and then click on one of our names. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki and I will be talking about all things Disney. Why should people go to Disney? What makes us go back to Disney? And when do we think are good times to visit and more? As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, everybody, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Hurry back. Have a magical day, my friends. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that was all started by a mouse.